Good evening, welcome to India This Week. On the program, a big news break. Exclusive details of the money trail between Augusta Westland and the middleman Christian Michel, who allegedly received 30 million euros to push through the VVIP helicopter deal with India. It's a story that will surprise you. Details on how Michel was paid more than 18 million euros to buy back derelict Westland 30 choppers from Pawan Hunts in India. Choppers which were grounded in India way back in 1991 because they were too unsafe to fly. I'm Vishnu Shom. Joining me with exclusive details of this story, my colleague Sunitra Chaudhary in Milan. First, a quick look at the headlines. Exclusive details on the money trail between Augusta Westland and middleman Michelle in the Great Indian helicopter scam. Arun Jaitley slams the press council chief. Markandai Kaju says he's failed as a press council chief. Kaju hits back, says Jaitley should retire from politics. NDTV has exclusive access to the last letter written by Afzal Guru to his family hours before he was executed for the parliament attack. Our top story, one of the key middlemen in the VVIP helicopter deal is a man about whom very little is known. His name is Christian Michel and according to the Italian prosecutor's report, he received a payment of 30 million euros, a part of which was meant to pay off people in India to push through the AW101 VVIP helicopter deal. We now bring you some of the murky details about how Michel was allegedly paid by Augusta Westland. According to a part of the prosecutor's report now accessed by NDTV, Michelle was paid more than 18 million euros to buy back derelict Westland WG-30 choppers from the government airline Pavan Hunts, helicopters which have been grounded since 1991. News of this broke when Italian investigators wiretapped the conversation between Giorgio Cassana, the internal audit vice president of Augusta Westland, and his wife Paola Rossi. According to the prosecutor's report, Michelle was paid more than 6 million euros towards implementing the India contract and more than 18 million euros to buy back 14 Westland WG-30 helicopters. In total, the sum deposited in his account was more than 24 million euros. Now, the Italian prosecutor's report clearly points out that it has deep doubts on the efficacy and consistency of economic relationships that have occurred between Augusta Westland and the company of Michel. In other words, Michel, the middleman, allegedly got more than 80 million, 18 million euros for a set of junk abandoned helicopters when in fact India had sold these choppers way back in 2000 to a British firm for 900,000 pounds. But let's quickly bring you a backgrounder of these Westland WG-30 helicopters to make things clear. The deal for 21 Westland WG choppers took place way back in 1984. The helicopters were delivered in 1987. In 1991, after two crashes in which 10 people were killed, these choppers were grounded. Now, in, in the year 2000, the Westland choppers were sold to a British firm, AES, for £900,000. By 2002, only six choppers had been transferred because this deal fell through. What is the current status of these helicopters? See for yourself. Let's take a look at the helicopters that Michelle has apparently been paid by Augusta Westland in their deal to buy back. These helicopters are junk. That's a junk helicopter there on your screen. 
My colleague Sunitra Chaudhary joins me live now from Milan for more on this. Sunitra, this is an absolutely key revelation that we've, uh, uh, we've unearthed from the prosecutor's report and also through our investigations over here because very little is actually known about this man, Christian Michel. That's right. In fact, if you look at the investigating report that we've been through, then there's Hashke, the middleman, uh, Guido Hashke. He's been speaking to the prosecutors. He's met them twice, once in Italy, once uh, also in Switzerland. He's been interrogated twice. In fact, we can also tell you that prosecutors are in touch with him to perhaps work out a deal where he doesn't have to go to prison if he gives more information. But the other middleman, the one who got a huge chunk of the payoffs, Christian Michel, he really hasn't come into the picture yet. He's fugitive. They're not really in touch with him. They're trying to find out where he is. Uh, they know that he operates between Dubai and UK and really he is a key figure. But this deal of how to make more money and how because it is illegal in in uh, Italy, like in India, to have middlemen to pay, to have lobbying firms, to hire lobbying firms in order to get deal. That is why this was all kind of hidden within this special deal of having 18 million euros worked out to buy these old junk uh, helicopters from India. And in fact, the key part, Vishnu, is that like in India, investigators are trying to find out who the political benefactors are, who is it after all such a huge deal. They have to be some people in charge uh, and perhaps some politicians as well involved. Even the prosecutors here are trying to work out whether the buck stops with the Finman Mechanica CEO over here, Giuseppe Orsi, or whether it's his political bosses because Finn Mechanica is a state-owned firm, whether the political party at that time is also responsible. So the prosecutors over here trying to work out if some of the payoffs went to any politician here as well. All right, Sunetra, thank you very much for joining us and sharing those details of that exclusive news break here on NDTV 24-7. We'll keep tracking those details. But we want to know more about this man, Michel. Now, my colleague Rahul Joglekar has been tracking him. He's been outside his residence in London. Now, he operates, uh, does this man, between London and Dubai. Now, Rahul, what do the documents have to say about Kristen and his background? Uh, what exactly do we know about him? We should not very much is known about British businessman Mr. Christian Michel, apart from the fact that this is listed as his official residence in central London, according to company records. We knocked on the door, but we didn't get a response. And neighbours have told British newspapers that Mr. Michel doesn't live here anymore and that he hasn't been living here for the past about four to five years and now lives somewhere in the Middle East. According to company records, Mr. Michel was the director and senior and occupied senior positions in various companies, about eight of them, five of which have now been dissolved. He is also known to be the son of well-known British businessman Mr. Wolfgang Michel, who had deep contacts both here in the UK and in India, and a lot of political cloud, it is alleged, with politicians in India. But, um, but Rahul, David Cameron, the British Prime Minister, will be in India shortly, in fact in a few hours. How will the loss of this contract potentially, because the AW101 helicopter uh, is actually built in the United uh, Kingdom, what sort of impact is this likely to have on jobs in the United Kingdom? 
Most definitely, Vishnu, this doesn't come at the best of times. Prime Minister David Cameron is in India. The main focus of the visit is to bolster business ties between India and the UK. Most specifically, though, if this deal were to be cancelled, the impact would be felt on the southwestern town of Yeovil, which is seen as the centre of defence and aircraft manufacturing. Augusta Westland employs reportedly about more than 3,000 staff there and industry analysts believe that if this deal were not to go through, this would have a direct impact on the jobs in that town, which would obviously be politically very expensive for Prime Minister David Cameron. Alright Rahul, thank you so much for joining us with those details. Well, the VVIP chopper scandal could overshadow the India visit of British Prime Minister David Cameron. The Government of India will raise the controversial issue of the Augusta Westland deal with Prime Minister Cameron during his talks with Prime Minister Manmohan Singh on Tuesday in Delhi. Augusta is a UK arms manufacturer and a subsidiary of the Italian defence giant Finmeccanica. Augusta Westland has already got a showcase notice from India asking it to explain its role within a week. This comes amid speculation that the deal could be scrapped by the Indian government. In a press release on Saturday, Augusta Westland has stated that it is in the clear and will reply to the show cause notice. And the House of Commons, by speaking so clearly... Well, let's just return to that big exclusive newsbreaker of ours, Christian Michel, the middleman who's been paid off approximately 24 million euros of the 30 million euros which was apparently paid to him. 18 million of that was when he was given this money to buy back derelict junk choppers from Pavan Hunts in India. Sunetra Chaudhary has been tracking that story. This is her report. This is the Augusta Westland office here in the town of Virjate. That's outside Milan and also this is the place where a lot of the helicopters are, that are made in the factory are tested over here. They have an airport for that. About 2,000 people work here as well. What's interesting as people focus on the 500 million euro scam in this is look at the small scams within the scams which have been mentioned in the prosecutor's report. For instance, what Italy did, what Finn mechanical officials did to hide the fact that they were paying bribes because like in India, it is illegal here in Italy as well. With me, Claudio Del Frate, who is the journalist who's written about it. Claudio, tell us about this 18 million euro payoff that Finn Mechanica did. Yes, as you know, it's forbidden by the law to pay middlemen when you are uh, dealing the, the, the buying of helicopters of uh, army, uh, army items uh, all over the world. So uh, Augusta Westland had to hit this payment and uh, he made up this, uh, this, uh, this fake contract with Christian Mitchell, that is a middleman, that uh, they couldn't pay. Uh, so they um, tell that they was uh, buying back from India um, 14 helicopters WG that India bought in the 80s but they are uh, wrecked they doesn't work well uh, so they uh, charge uh, Mr. Mitchell to, to buy back this helicopter uh, and they paid uh, 18 million euros but uh, the uh, Mr. Fusco report says that uh, the Mr. Fusco you mean the Eugenio Fusco the prosecutor involved the, in the case the prosecutor involved in the case says that the worth of these helicopters is about uh, 900,000 pounds that is uh, about 1 million euros so Augusta uh, paid 
18 times the worth of this helicopter. Why they paid so much for wreck helicopters? Because they have to hit bribes to pay to uh, Mr. Christian Mitchell. This is, that is uh, uh, the, the half part of the paid off uh, of this business with, uh, between Italy and India. Very interesting. And also, I just want to ask you, Claudio, did they ever get any helicopters or is it all just in paper? Is it fictitious or... It's completely fictitious, I think, but uh, uh, the, um, the public prosecutor is trying to, to understand if this is all uh, fictitious, is a fake, or uh, if this helicopter has moved from India to Italy. But it's not important. It's important to say that, that the money paid for this business, for the, uh, pay, the paying back of the helicopter, is huge. Yes. Did they, and these are of course during Rajiv Gandhi's time, the that's when these helicopters were bought. Tell me something. Did uh, did what do they say? Does the prosecutor say anything about any Indian officials being involved in this part of the scam? I don't know if uh, Indian officials uh, are involved in this part of the scam, but the public prosecutor uh, believes that the Indian officers are involved in the whole scandal. In the whole scandal, uh, in the report of the public prosecutor, there is also the name of a high uh, officer of the Air Indian Air Force, that is uh, Mr. Sashi Tiagi. That is the man who received the money from Guido Aske and Christian. Mitchell, there are the middlemen of this deal. Thank you so much, Claudio. So here it is in Augusta Westland, People, the company which is now facing the threat of having its entire tender bid cancelled by Indian authorities. Here, north of Milan, Sunitra Chaudhary with camera person Arif Radu. The senior BJP leader Arun Jaitley has launched a scathing attack on the press council chairman, Justice Markandai Kajo. Demanding his sacking, Jaitley says Kaju has been attacking non-Congress state governments as a form of thanksgiving to those who gave him the job. Jaitley has said, and I quote, Justice Kaju's attacks on non-Congress government seems like thanksgiving to those who gave him a post-retirement job. The press council chief discharges a statutory job that requires fairness, impartiality and political neutrality. Those in judicial or quasi-judicial functions should stay away from political controversies. The press council chief cannot be allowed crude, outlandish or behave like a megalomaniac. Justice Kaju has failed every test on which a judge, whether sitting or retired, could be judged. The choice of his subjects and targets is motivated by his political preferences. The crusader in Justice Kaju subjects himself to self-censorship on the UPA's corruption. And reacting to those remarks by Arun Jaitley, here is Justice Kaju equally strong in his remarks. We are joined by the chairperson of the Press Council of India, Justice Kaju. Justice Kaju, we have just seen a very detailed statement from Mr. Arun Jaitley. First thing that he says basically is talking about the article that you gave in the Hindu recently, where you criticize the development card that is being played in the Narendra Modi's uh, government in Gujarat. So what he's saying is that there has been no restraint in that article and generally is also he's saying that as the chairperson of the press council of india or the person who's holding that position shouldn't be loud crude outlandish or consider him behave like a megalomaniac these are his words and he's failed every test how do you react to this i think mr arun jetley uh, uh, has is uh, talking nonsense and rubbish he should resign from politics i don't think mr arun jetley should remain in politics any, anymore he's not cut off he twists facts 
See, for example, about this article now, about let me take one by one. Article about Mr. Narendra Modi, which I wrote for the Hindu. I said there that look, the test of development is one and only one, and that is, is the standard of living of the masses rising or not? The test of development is not that you give concessions to uh, two or three dozen business houses, give them cheap land and cheap electricity, as if this is development. In Gujarat, 48 percent. Children are malnourished. Every second child is not getting enough to eat. These are official figures, which Mr. Modi did not deny when he was confronted with them. But instead, he said, "Oh, the girls in Gujarat are beauty conscious. They don't drink milk, thinking they will become fat, and they are vegetarian." All this nonsense he spoke. There is abnormally high malnutrition in Gujarat. Very high infant mortality rate. Very high women's maternity death rate. 57% uh, people in Gujarat are below poverty line, particularly in the tribals area, uh, the um, uh, scheduled caste, backward caste, and so on. I've given all those official figures. This is the real test. Well, there's been a back and forth throughout the day. You heard uh, Justice Karju replying to Arun Jaitley. The BJP held a press conference later on as well. Here's what they said. I regret to say that though we have the highest regard for a retired judge like Justice Markande Karju. But while continuing as the chairman of the press council, he had repeatedly given indication, as Sri Arun Jaitley has indicated, that he is seeking to target non-Congress government, be in Bihar or Sri Narendra Modi in Gujarat or sometimes in Bengal. And Narendra Modi has reacted as well to Justice Karju's article. He says Justice Karju looks at Gujarat with a jaundiced eye. Jaitley ji's insightful article, demolishing lies spread about Gujarat. NDTV has exclusive access to the last letter written by Afzal Guru to his family hours before he was executed for the parliament attack. Afzal Guru's family today released his last letter, his goodbye letter he has written just one and a half hour before he was hanged at Tehar Jail on 9th of this month. It is a very short letter but Afzal Guru wanted actually to send a larger message. This letter has been authenticated by the family and it has also been authenticated by the jail superintendent. He is writing to Abzal Guru's wife that I am enclosing uh, the original letter written by Sri Abzal Guru, late Abzal Guru to you. So in this letter Abzal is uh, saying 100,000 thanks to Almighty that he has chosen him for this stature. He is saying as in this case stature means martyrdom. And he's saying, from my side, I want to congratulate all the believers. Actually, he is trying to send a larger message in Kashmir that we all should stay with truth and righteousness. And our end must also come on the path of truth and righteousness. And then he is sending a request to his family that the, my request to my family is that instead of grieving, instead of mourning over my end, his, his death hanging, they should respect the stature he has achieved. So Abzal Guru, it seems he had no fear of death when he was writing this letter. It seems uh, he was not nervous the way he has written this letter in Urdu and uh, he wanted to send a larger message because he knew that there is a 
largest sport for him in Kashmir. Valley was shut, has been shut for last more than one week, and there was curfew for one week here that has been lifted only yesterday. So Abzal letter is going to become a major debate here in Kashmir. Also, wherein there were a lot of speculation what he may have written, whether he was concerned about his family, whether he was fearing death. But it seems, according to this letter. He had no fear of death, and he wanted to send a larger message and to reach out to people here before he was hanged. Time now for us to take a short break. There's more coming up.